darkness. It, yeah. No, that, well, that's the way it goes. Did you note that there's a new shirt in the F3, I guess, gallery of shirts? Can I tell you something? There's a, there's a lot of new shirts that come out. I mean, it's, but this it's one tough is to keep track. So which, says, which one are you talking about? Hello, darkness, my old friend. <gasps> yes, it's, it's based. You know, it's Simon and Garfunkel. Right. Hello, there's, dark- there's a bridge. There's imagine. a bridge. Yeah. I, I uh, have often said to you, "Hello, darkness, my old friend." Uh, uh, only literally every time we talk. I think. when I saw it, I assumed it was in celebration of that. As did I. But and I was not. deeply offended to find out I was wrong. Apparently not. No. No. Listen to the uh, F3 Family podcast lately. A lot of good yes. stuff out there. I was uh, particularly taken with uh, the most recent uh, Stuff Worth Trying. Yes. With the, T-Boy and the Job. T-Boy and the Job interviewing. And I didn't quite catch what region these guys are from. Mm. But they have this uh, effort uh, to celebrate their M's. Yes. And to accelerate their M's. Yeah, I have not finished that one yet. And, uh, well, they come up with this idea of guns and broses. <laughs> well, that's what you're calling it. Well, no, no, they called it that. Oh, they called it that. They said this is what they want to call it, and I, I listened to it, I said, I vote for that. Oh, I see, I see. Because they're banding yeah. around names. Yeah, okay. And I think uh, the boy, the, the boy. The boy. The job. The job. T-Boy job. T-Job and the boy. No, no, wrong. The boy, the job. The job. The job came up with, nah, I wasn't, it was actually T-Boy came up with Guns and Broses. Yeah. Where, and the idea is that, Another guy delivers uh-huh. roses to your M on I mean, your behalf. I'm like, All right. I'll tell you this. Uh, I can attest firsthand that that works. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I did, uh, actually, one year for my wife's birthday, I did, uh, it was, I can't remember which birthday it was, but I had 12 people each deliver one rose yeah. throughout the day, which, as it turns out, was kind of a pain in the butt because you kept getting interrupted. But the romance factor. High. To, went went Hi. above because you went and delivered a rose and then you said a thing that you really loved about her. So you know these. They friends, were repeating things that you loved. No, no, it was friends of hers. Oh, her yeah. friends. I thought her you friends. meant you had like uh, a pow pow show up and say, "I love to wear you look in the morning." I'm like, well, that's kind of inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, it seems strange that you would do that. So it was twelve females. Fem- it been. was females. Yeah, but my point being that uh, someone yeah, this is different. someone delivering roses is uh, okay. Uh, if I recall, also every time someone rang a doorbell and the door opened, uh, standing there next to Uh-oh. the Here rose deliverer Here was Drop Thrill, <laughs> carrying a big boombox, and he pushed the button. It would be another couple. Say of, anything? No, it was uh, Seal Seal song. Oh, Kiss from a Rose. Kiss from a Rose. Sure. Well, there you go. You didn't know where I was heading with that. I did not. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I wasn't sure I was going to like. Drop it. Thrill was wearing kind of a pair of old ZZ Top wraparound sunglasses and just would hit the play button. You know what? He would he would probably even do that. Had the uh, drop thrill is nothing if not a servant of the people. He's a servant of the people. Drop thrill if you're listening to this. Uh, the we, thriller. I've been calling him the thriller lately. Thriller. We need you go get yourself a, one of those old school big Hulk Hogan style uh, glasses and a giant boombox. John Cusack level boombox. Put it on a strap. Yes. Uh, an embroidered strap. <laughs> Put it around your neck and be ready to play uh, Kiss from a Rose. I love it. I yeah. love everything about that. Strong. Yeah. Very strong. strong. Very strong. strong. So this week's uh, edition. Of, yes. of the oh, Centurion, yeah. yeah, which we'll get to right after we roll the opening. Oh, hold on. Beautiful bean, bean. footage and go. And, and we're, we're back. back. We're putting the band back together. What would you say you do here? We're on a mission from God.
Who is the minivan centurion? He's not simply a husband, father, and a good neighbor, although he is all of those things. He's also the coarse twine that holds the fabric of our community together, fighting to keep us united in the face of those who would split us apart. Most importantly, the minivan centurion is the special trustee of the legacy of liberty, which has been passed through generations of tired and bloody hands from the original men who first founded and then fought to build this nation. The minivan centurion is you. He's me. He's every man who lives third, holds the middle, and seeks to stay in the fight. Good to be back. Good to be back. Uh, so this is uh, influence. Yeah, which might be one of the most important topics that we can uh, discuss. And he doesn't say that every week, almost every week. No. No, I actually don't. Right. So uh, we've been kind of moving through. The, this is the zebra jockey. So if you just, yeah. you know, let's do a little recap. You've just turned into this For those uh, of you podcast. just joining us. Uh, here's a little recap. Yeah. We could push the skip recap button if we're, if we're uh, <laughs> streaming. <That's right. laughs> we should say that. Go ahead and push. You know, go ahead, guys, yeah. Skip recap. Skip recap. You good? Okay, right, let's go. Good. So here's the recap. Yeah. All right. So uh, this is uh, the collision learning po- podcast, so to speak. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we call it the Minivan Centurion because that's the first kind of edition that that It's that the I'd first book in there. the series. Yeah, first book in the series. So, Plus, it's a really cool name. Yes, it's a really cool yeah. name. It's just, just wonderful. So... Uh, there are 21, two chapters or something like that in the main event century. Uh-huh. We scrolled through that. And then we went to the second one, which is the zebra jockey. Yes. And so, I looked it up and now I forgot what it is. It's zebra. Dang it. Or whatever. Oh, I was going to look it up in Spanish. <laughs> I forgot to do that. I was going to do the same thing. So, uh, the idea of the main purpose of the, or the central theme of the mini van centurion is, uh, the three things that a yes. man does is what, what you do, what your essential mission is mm-hmm. on earth. Which is as a man, not you personally. You have a, a personal, personal mission, mission in there somewhere as well. But That's right. your mission as a man right. is to first and foremost love and protect your family. Indeed. Second, be an asset to your community constantly. And third, to fight, join the fight to hold the middle of this great nation. That's right. It's and a podcast. Oh wait, I'm sorry. I thought we were at the end again. No, <laughs> so that's Minivan Centurion, and yes. in each chapter of the Minivan Centurion, kind of approaches a different aspect of that. Now. Zebra jockey, the idea mm-hmm. of a zebra jockey is to kind of try to capture a what we believe is a continuum of hardwiring and, and nurture to some extent, which on one end you would be a controller. Yes. That's kind of your nature, and you want to direct the action, direct outcomes, right? Right. Determine outcomes, sorry, and direct actions of others. That's what a controller is. Yep. On the other end of the spectrum, again, by hardwiring and to some degree nurture, you're an adapter. Right. And that's someone who makes rapid and necessary changes to stay in motion. Yeah. Kind and, of a kind of a let it happen guy, and and we'll, well go from there. You just keep moving. I listened to a yeah. podcast on uh, the art of manliness, and this happens to me so often. I'll listen to, uh, you know, he basically interviews people writing book who've written yeah. book. Yeah, and there was a woman on there, and she was talking about the value of quitting. And uh, of course, this is a counterintuitive yes. idea, but that a, a lot of his uh, guests, yeah, well, are, he, are, he, are have counterintuitive ideas. So it turns out what she was saying is that quitting. Or perseverance, rather, grit, she called it, the opposite of yeah. quitting, Okay, was something that's celebrated, has been for a long time, Sure, and um, taken to its illogical extent, that would mean that you'd persevere in something that you should, in fact, stop doing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. That there are things that right. aren't worth pushing through. That, to, yeah. That's right. So the difference between something being a good in itself and, and being derivatively good, right? So it... Whereas grit is good is derivatively in the sense that it's not always good. Right. Right. 
Yeah. Too much of it is bad. Yeah. So, somewhat depends on the situation. That's right. That's right. I'm determined to swim across this channel no matter what happens. I'm you're sinking. Dead. Got a shark gnawing <laughs> at me. So uh, I thought I wasn't going to like it, but this has happened to me before. So I've listened to podcasts and realized that mm-hmm. uh, you have to listen to more than just a headline. Open a book. Right? Oh, go figure. So her idea of quitting was not that you just stopped moving. Mm-hmm. It was that you you abandon a particular course of action or a, diff, or a particular avenue that you're on right. because there was a more advantageous one. Well, I just call that adaption. Right. You know. Right. I don't. But it, but it doesn't get as much attention. Right. If you call it that. That's right. Yeah. Right. So, but then again, I'm not trying to sell anything. So, uh, fair. Okay, right. So, uh, you know, if you write a book, The Power of Quitting, you're going to get a bunch of people to buy it simply because they like to quit. Right. Right. Or they're like, what is this crazy lady? Yeah, yeah. Right. So, you know, the idea of being an adapter is to say, look, I accept that things uh, are the way they are. In other words, it is what it is. Yeah. But I also believe that they are not necessarily what they could be. Right. And to get to could be mm-hmm. is, is the goal. Whereas a controller says, I don't, I don't accept it as what it is. I will not. I yes. will not accept it. And it's because it's not what it should be. As I have determined. As I have, I have determined. Thank you very much. It's flattering for you to remember that. So uh, it's not what it should be. And I'm going to use a particular tool to get to should be. Right. And that is a tool we call mandamus. Yes. And and it could look like a lot of things in certain countries, perhaps. Uh, just throwing this off the top of my head. <laughs> you know, just maybe it's like, maybe they like round up school children and put them in internment camps in an effort to control some sort of airborne disease. That's something right. like that. Something like that. Something like that. Something like that, right? Hypothetically. That's right. So uh, this the problem, of course, with this uh, is that not everybody agrees. Uh, that's a problem. You know, it's illiberal in the sense that it... Capital L. Capital L, in the sense that it overrides governing principles of, of uh, and traditional notions of, of freedom. And ultimately, of course, I'm an adapter, so I say this, it ultimately reveals nothing. It doesn't work. It don't work, yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. work. So, you know, you have those two extremes, yep. or ends of the right. kind of spectrum. In the middle, you have what we call passives. Yes. And these are people that really don't try to control other people, but nor are they going to stay in motion. I mean, their rallying cry is, for God's sakes, don't push me off the status quo. Right. right. And what's the least resistance? Right. I'll take it. Right. Now, uh, the problem with passives mm-hmm. is they tend to come under the sway of controllers. Because controllers force them to do things, and they're passive, so they don't. So they just do them, yeah. Whereas the... The adapter's uh, not the forcing adapter's, anybody to do nothing. He's encouraging them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, on the long haul, movement resulting from encouragement is much more powerful than movement resulting from being prodded by a, with a bayonet. Yes. But in the short run, short run not yeah. so. I was going to say, because that's the thing. is the, the, the trick between the two is the momentum. That's right. Right? And, and you can get a good jump with a prod, but you're not going to create long-term momentum That's right. Until you, unless you do right. it the other way. Now, being an adapter and becoming more adaptive over time requires you to face obstacles and adversity and overcome them. It makes you stronger. makes you more likely to stay in motion when you hit one. Yep. Uh, and an adapter, he exposes himself to hardship. Yeah, intentionally knowing that it's going to make it's him like he would more go powerful, more durable. Maybe he would. Maybe he would like work out in the morning. Yes, regardless of the temperature yes. or the weather. Yes, something like that. Yes. Yeah, it's interesting. He also strip things away that are uh, inhibiting his movement. Ah, so yes. entangling him, right? Yeah. So anything that entangles, right, or trips him up. He, so like maybe he would like 
do something like, I don't know, again, just off the top of my head, uh, reduce the number of choices that he has in his life. <laughs> yes. or something, something like that. Just yes. know, whatever it might yes. be. Yeah. These are all things that adapt with <laughs> right? So, uh, and of course, the adapter will not force anyone to do anything. He'll show a man a path and encourage him to try to help him get down that yeah. path, yeah. but he will not force the man to do the it. The first uh, prophet in this dispensation of time, uh, according to... The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. FCAM. FCAM. Formerly known as Mormon Church. Yep. Uh, Joseph Smith was quoted often as saying... Spanky Smith to his friend. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Get, edit that out. You know, nah. the thing about uh, FCAMs... Yeah, hold tight, hold tight. Let, let I me just want to say one last okay, thing. Okay, go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Is they're so good-natured... Yeah. They don't take offense. No, why would I think... Yeah. Well, I know, I just... I mean, I'm sure there are churlish FCAMs. Oh, oh, of course. Well, the spectrum's on everything. Yeah, but right? I just have never known one. I, the ones I know, like you or Hamburger, or, yeah. you know. Yeah, just. Uh, you know, several FCAMs I knew in the military, and they were all exactly the same in that sense. They were all, yeah. you know, it's like the, the best advertisement for FCAMism is, is those is the guys. People. Yeah. Yeah, is the people. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, well, right, hashtag sorry. Team Nelson. That's what we yeah. are. You can edit that whole thing. No, 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 it's good. Um, but uh, quoted as saying, I teach them correct principles, and they govern themselves. Boom. I didn't know Boom. he said that. Yep. In fact, yep. I'm thinking I said it, and you're attributed to him. Okay. <laughs> See? <laughs> Thanks for proving my point again. That's right. Yeah. So where the adapter would say, right, Boom Stubtails yeah. would say, yeah. you know, the governance of any organization, whether it be governmental or corporate or whatever. Whatever any, it might any, be. Any, right. Or a family. Is, right. I mean, it could be anything. Right. Should have a mission, mm-hmm. some core principles, sure. maybe a credo, a yeah. rallying cry, yeah. and encourage men to gosh, govern themselves. Govern themselves, right? <laughs> govern themselves. Yeah. Whereas the controller sees it not that way at all, and he would rely, you know, primarily on rules, meetings, and he, signs. He may have a mission, but it's one of those that they like. They stick on the on the you know the the, sure. the break room wall so that they can say they have a mission. It's not necessarily a guiding document, a guiding principle, because the guiding that is done is at the rule level. It's not at the mission level. Sure. It's at the rule level. The mission that w- a controller would write, and I can always tell when I'm dealing with controllers, because yeah, yeah. a lot of people show me their missions, and I'm like, we'll have status in it. Like we, I, instead of saying verbs, like verb action versus like plant, serve, grow. Yeah, yeah. Right? Tra- you know, uh, prepare for trial. Like there's my yeah. life, those yep. are my two missions. Yep. You know, instead of having that, it would be to be the greatest, to be the most uh, diverse, yeah, yeah, sure, to sure. be something, right? Yeah. To be a spiritual home for all people. You know, it's a status, describes a status. Interesting. And, and yeah. status shares a root with static. Which means you ain't tight, moving. Hold tight. Also, statist. Statist, right. I mean, yeah. it's it's a it's uh, not about moving at all, uh-huh. right? So that, it, that, 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 those, they don't, they might have a, a mission statement because they've been told right. they should, but really their mission is to abide by the rules. Well, that's what I was going to say, is, is it probably is a product of the fact that they said, we have all these rules and now we know our mission. Sure. Like, right. Mm, yeah. Right. right. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I will always say rules and signs and meetings are the sign of failed leadership. Yeah. Really what their sign of, is controller, is a controller. Uh, yeah. Well, and often, I mean, a, a, a failed leader oftentimes is a controller. Sorry. And, yeah. you know, somebody say, well, you never you never get together with people in an organization. I say, sure we do for a couple of reasons. One would be to solve a problem. Sure. That means it's not a regularly scheduled meeting. Right. Another one would be, another reason would be to train. 
Sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and a third one would be to share information. Yes. I think those are all purposeful. Yeah. But I think in a controller type organization, that's not why they have meetings. They have meetings to see if the rules are being complied with. Hundred. Yes. Hundred gen- Generally, what you're going to get. In as much as I have very recently joined the uh, the 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 throngs of the working man, uh, the gainfully employed. Uh, I'm you've, already you've joined W two Nation. Yes. Right. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> there's F three Nation. In the, well, there's K. There's you know, it's K one. There's K one. K one Nation. Yeah, yeah. And there's W two Nation. Yeah. You joined. Yeah. And I, I've I've defected over to W two Nation for a little while. Right. We'll see. Um. And uh, but yeah, no, that's that's exactly. I'm already starting to see where, you know, you can, well, you can you can just tell who's who, right? That's right. You can tell who's who. Right. Well, in a which bull, ones want to have meetings so in, that they can in a bullfrog organization, which is an organization that is not yet. Uh, started. It's not in its death throes, right. but it's become headed that way. Stultified. It's just stuck. It's like mm-hmm. a bullfrog mm-hmm. picture sitting on a lily pad. It's it's it. All it's using is its size and the length of its tongue to continue to feed itself. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's it's no longer moving anymore. And in that type of organization, it's not leaders who are rewarded. People that uh, initiate influence right. movement. It's uh, managers and people who, who can comply, A, comply with the rules very well, but also formulate new rules. Yes. That's that's who's rewarded. Yeah. And yeah. that draws in controllers and and edges out adapt. Adapters won't stay there. No. And it's funny because uh, that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm only two weeks in, but I'm already seeing yeah. where the, the the sort of the new culture is really leaning toward sure, lizardum. Sure. Right. Like they're now, really trying to do it. And so you're watching these these controllers, they're just leaving. They're just like, we don't, yeah, don't want to be who, here anymore. Who, who, would you yeah, want to be, be So uh, what happens to uh, that mindset in a, in a political spectrum is it ends up with statists. That's where controllers are. Mm-hmm. Those who would use the power of the governance to, to force outcomes to get to should be. And uh, liberals, those who would adapt, right, mm-hmm. and, and have governing principles, Right, and hopefully that, that would protect people, uh, their life and liberty and pursuit of happiness. So that's what a liberal is on one end of the spectrum, and then that equates to adapters. On the other end of the spe- spectrum, you have controllers, uh, and that equates to statists, statism. Mm-hmm. In the middle, what is your your passives, that equates to selfism. So a selfist politically, this is a political spectrum, mm-hmm. so I'm... You know, as I as I often do to the annoyance of everyone, as I disregard, I discard what I think is incorrect <laughs> and just pretend it isn't there. So left, right, I mean, doesn't matter. Gone, uh, gone. Not, you know, fascism, not you know, fascism, communism are not opposite ends of the spectrum. They're on the same end, they're on right. the statist end. Yeah. You know, so uh, Republican, Democrat, that's membership of a of a of yeah, a have organization. Because there's controllers in both groups. And there's status in both groups, and there's liberals in both groups. So, yeah, so uh, there's there's two different things. One is an essence, right? So your your essence, my essence, for for example, is I'm a liberal. Yeah. That's unchanging. It's my essence. Yeah. Uh, My status is I'm a member Uh of the Republican Party. That's my estoy. Yes. Sarah Starr, right? Yeah. So uh, same with, with religion, faith. My essence is I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, my status is I'm a Presbyterian. Right. So, you know, soy, Christian, right? Yeah. Estoy, Presbyterian. And they're two different things. And one way you can tell that is, well, I used to be a Democrat. Huh? So, of course, it can't be my essence, right? Right. Another way is, well, I used to be Episcopalian. Yeah. Well, right? Because it's not one of the 
essentials. It's not one of the upon essentials. Upon which we right. must be unified. So membership of a group is a status. Mm-hmm. And when someone says, and I'll annoy them too, hey, I'm a Democrat. I'm like, you mean you're a member of the Democratic Party? Right. <laughs> because it doesn't tell me anything. Right. I mean, you tell me a group that you're a member of. Well, because that's the other thing is is in a, in a global sense, right? That is a man-made institution. And when it finally, and it will, right. ultimately fails to function, you can't have your sta- your 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 soy right. wrapped up in there. Nope. You got to have a soy that's bigger and deeper than that, or you're going to be lost. Right. Well, as an adapter, you right. would make a change. Well, you, you would make because that's just what would be there because right. you're because your your soy is independent of these things. Right. Yeah. So for a, a full blown adapter, which which I am almost an adapt, you know, I'm I'm a chaos junkie. Yes. Right. And this. Control and adaption, that's your reaction to chaos, uncontrolled yep. circumstance. Yep. Uh, because it's uncontrolled circumstances, I don't think I can control it. It's something to which I must adapt. Yeah. Now, uh, statists actually use the word control in their policy prescriptions. <laughs> right. Which, you know, when somebody's <laughs> asking me about this theory, I'm like, I can prove it. How? I mean, look at these policy prescriptions. I what, do you, what do you call uh, when you want the... Right, birth control. Oh, right? I've heard of this. Yeah. Gun control, no, climate control. You don't say. I mean, they use the word. So, yeah. it, you know, if they're going to use the word, if they're going to say we're going to control the spread of COVID, yeah. <laughs> which is what state has said, yeah. and adapters <clears throat> said, you you can't. It's chaos. Yeah, it's, it's going to do what it's going to do. We need to adapt to it. Yeah. We need to protect the vulnerable. Sure. And we need to keep on moving. Yeah. Whereas state has said, no, we're going to come to a screeching halt. On everything. And control And then we will let you everything. know. And we'll let you know when it's good. Now. Yeah. The precise, now that we're in the COVID AAR, the after action report, right? Mm-hmm. Now we're in Most that. of us, most of us. Right, now we're in there, right? Now we're asking, mm-hmm. you know, should we have done all these things? Uh, now we're there. Controllers are acknowledging, conceding <laughs> the precise harm that's, that the liberals predicted right. from status policies, but, ap- but, but absolving themselves of guilt saying, yeah, I, I wasn't a part of that. And you're like, wait a minute, we have you on tape saying sure. that. That. That wasn't me. <laughs> but that's where we are. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. That, that, that's we're where at we that are. phase. That's we're where at we that are. phase. Uh, because as they do with everything, the controllers are trying to control the downstream narrative as well. You know, have to. They inst- have to. Instead of simply saying, "Yeah, I was wrong." No, oh, it turns out, yeah, yeah, we, I was wrong. You know, uh, I reacted like most people did early on because we just didn't know what the heck was right. going on. My bad. My bad. Nope. I was you wrong. got you got Mark. War- I mean, uh, any Mark Warner did it. Yeah. I, you know, uh, he did it about the uh, the that. American Rescue Plan. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure, it did cause inflation. We shouldn't have spent that, that was much terrible. Money. I can't believe we you, did. You voted for it, Pagan. You voted for it. Prove it. Right. Wait a minute. It's right here. It's recorded. What do you mean? Kind of can. You know, yeah. uh, you know Don Fauci said, yeah. you know, wow, school closings really hurt, hurt kids. Like, like you, you got to be kidding. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. You know, you yeah. you, you were kind of the, the king of that, man. <laughs> No, you, no, you no, 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 no. You right. just chose to do that after I told you to do it. <laughs> so I think there's some uh, cognitive dissonance in the controller mind. And again, I, I think much like, you you know, the double down, like you, right. it, you have to, I think you have to have that dissonance. You have to, you know, whereas a, an adapter holds two conflicting thoughts at the same time and recognizes that you can put an and in the middle and both things can, can be, true. be true. Right. The the dissonance is these are two conflicting thoughts and uh, I'll rather than deal with the the toughness of of 
navigating both sides, I'll just I'll just sure. you know, just let one go sure. and just pretend like it doesn't exist, uh, even though it exists. This There's is a truth why there. statist regimes, whether mm-hmm. they whatever their name of the day is, right? Um, a poll. It was just a couple of chapters four, but somebody who lived in Poland in the first half of the twentieth uh, century would tell you that the practical difference of living under Nazi a Nazi regime and a communist regime, the practical everyday difference is zero. Mm. Since they did. Yeah. No, f- that an American can't identify with it because we've never lived under it. Yeah. We never lived under a statist regime. Yeah. So when America's like fascist, you're a communist, they're fascist, they're opposite of the spectrum. It's like it, they they're they're the same statist with the same statist uh indicia, and that's gonna be a couple chapters ahead, as I say. But so when we talk about influence, yeah, influence is how an adapter, it's how he initiates movement to what could be. That's how he does it. Yeah. As opposed to the controller directing or seeking to direct movement to what he says should be. Right. And, and, and it's because the, the status controller has determined of themselves, of himself, what the answer is, whereas the adapter says, the answer's out there somewhere. Right. And I'm going right. to help you recognize advantage and adapt your behavior right. until you realize right. your best state versus, right. I already know what it is, and I'm going to kick you until you do it. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, as with their policies prescriptions mm-hmm. of, with the word control them, a statist will generally use the word should be or shouldn't be Sure. when they're, when they're identifying a problem. They say, for instance, you know... Uh, Teachers should be paid as much as NFL quarterbacks. Right. Yeah. Should be. Should be. Should be. Should be. To which to 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 which the adapter would say, uh, maybe, but what value is that? Yeah. Help me. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're but they're not. In fact, you know, even if we went one for like that, some might some might hear that and go, well, that's apples and oranges. Okay, right. fine. How about this? What about? Women's soccer players and men's soccer players even should I mean, be. Let's, let's bring it into the same. Well, women's soccer players right? should be. should be paid the exact same. Right. Now. Never mind that no one watches and no one will sponsor. It you doesn't could, matter. You could get into an argument with someone about why. Sure. They should be. Should. The statist will not engage in that argument. No, they'll just make the same statement over and over. And, and the statist will uh, use ad hominem to discredit you even making it. Hater. Like they won't come to you and say, all right, let's discuss why that should be. Right. No. Why I got that, you. Why yeah, that yeah. should be. Right. Yeah. Uh, they won't do that. Um so you don't believe I'm right and you're a pig. That's right. Yeah. So that's because the orist part of it, right? Yeah. So uh because they won't argue that won't argue in you know the way we say juxtaposition of opposing right. points to learn, they uh, are unwilling to consider whether or not you might be right. They really have no choice but to get the bayonet out. Cuz they're not going to get you to agree, right? Well, they don't have yeah, there's They've no, got to get the bayonet. There's out. no idea right. that they can Propose to you that's better that get you to to move off of yours. That's right. So when we talk, and this is now we're going all the way back to Q source. Sure. You know, every time we do one of these things, I realize either I'm just making I'm not making up anything new. I'm just renaming everything, but I'm like recategorizing it. But uh, <laughs> individual initiative mm-hmm. I two is how is a basic F three principle. Yep. Uh, so we try to inculcate that so men engage in the reverse flow incubator, mm-hmm. come up with ideas, put them in motion. F three is upside down backwards organization from the rest of the world because we're like, what's your idea? Hey, that might work. 
Right. Yeah. You know, we raise money so we can fund ideas. What right. if they fail? Then we'll learn something from it. Right. Like, but what about the money? Well, yeah, we're here to make money. That's not what we're for. Money, right. So the opposite of that is C3, right? Centrally controlled collectivism, which mm -hmm. that's controlled statism, right? So, um, you know, it doesn't work by just looking at Berlin in, sure. in 1960, 1965, when they put up the wall, because they had to, because one side was had economically recovered and then yeah. you could get a toothbrush in any color you wanted. And the other side, you were, you know, using a, a, a stick, a rubbed yeah, down stick. <laughs> that you were issued. Right. You can't even pick your own stick. <laughs> right. Because uh, C3 does not work. Control yeah. does not work. No. You know, and if you say everyone should have a full belly, that's good. How are you going to make that happen? Mandamus. I have an idea. I'll take it from these people who that's have right. more and I'll give it to them. Now, the analogy that's in this particular <laughs> chapter this week, you know, yes. is, is, is of influence is a, Martial arts analogy. Mm -hmm. So uh, in the military, first thing I learned was the military system, hand-to-hand uh, -hand combat system, which is a very straight-line mm -hmm. force system. This is not IDP. Uh, it's not far off. Not far off, yeah. right? Um, it does not provide leverage mm. in the sense that a smaller man can overcome the size and strength of a, a, larger, of a larger man, man. who is at least moderately trained. Mm -hmm. it, do it doesn't provide you that. Uh, it does provide you with a system to, which in which you can engage in battle and that you can prevail through the application of force. Got so it. yep. it's a forceful application. It's, yeah. a, it's a straight line forceful application, right? Um, I did, My interest in that, because I enjoyed it, so I thought it was good physical training and mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. It led me to start doing Taekwondo, which is a also a straight line mm, okay. system. So guy swings up fist at you and you meet him with a block uh, and overcome him with your force. Now, it provides some advantage to the smaller man because it teaches him techniques and things. Right. But you still have to meet force on force. Yeah. And so eventually, yeah, eventually, it's going to be tough. Yeah, it's, eventually it's going to be tough. Now, yeah. maybe the difference between a 150-pound man and a 170-pound man, maybe, the, you know. The, right. Yeah, right. Not, not enough of a. Right. And maybe even but more 150-pound right? man. That's right. But it, I guess a two yes. fiver is going to be yeah. And a and a woman, say a hundred twenty pound woman, no chance. Uh, who's a you know five degree black belt is probably not going to overcome the strength and, and speed yeah. and advantages of a hundred and seventy five. It'd be tough. Pound. Be tough. It'd be tough. Be tough. Yeah. Right. Uh, now, so I did in, that for in a, a force on force. That's right. Force on yeah. force. Straight line. Force on force. You meet force with force. Mm -hmm. uh, that led me. Uh, ultimately, it's funny because I was trying to do Taekwondo. I moved to another town. I went to law school. Couldn't find one. All I could find was a, a Hapkido dojo. Uh, Hapkido is, is also uh, in Asian martial arts, but it's it doesn't use straight line. Uh, it's not force on force. It's all based on circles. So you create momentum with circles. And uh, it you use the force of your opponent against him. So this is uh, Steven Seagal stuff. Close to that, yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure he was Aikido. I don't. I don't. I remember. think he was Aikido, but there's yeah. there's several related. Yeah. Uh, but I've seen him do yeah. that kind of That's thing right. where it's like a guy comes at him and he just kind of rolls right. with it. That's right. That's yeah. right. Exactly right. Yeah. So you don't try to overcome his force with your force applied more expertly. Yeah. Yeah. What you do is use his force against him and create a circle. Mm -hmm. So you know he takes a swing at you, and you, and and you take that wrist. Step aside, so you step aside, get his wrist and keep it going in a small circle. His arm fall follows that circle, creates a bigger circle, 
centrifugal force being what it is, it's picking up speed. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, his he's faced with a choice. He's his wrist is either going to break, yes. <laughs> or he snap has his to, arm. Off. He has to follow his arm yeah. in the air. Yeah, which so he has to flip over, flip over, and lands on his back, yeah. and that takes the snap out of most men. So it does provide. Yeah, it provides leverage. Right, yeah. it allows a smaller man to use the force of a larger man to influence him to not hurt him. Yeah, right. To end the fight. being a similar. I understand that. I, yeah. I've never done it. I understand. I've only been watched. Yeah. Only watched. Yeah. I've yeah. never I've never done it. So this idea of small circles and big circles, and you know, I've always been thinking of this for a long time, but uh it is if you think about it, uh-huh. it is the premise of how F3 grew. Uh-huh. So this started with a very small circle of trust, relatively small. Yeah. Forty guys. Yeah. I mean, you know, in Charlotte in twenty eleven, uh created bigger circles and bigger circles and bigger. now, you know, that darn thing is we estimate uh, we're we're bumping up against seventy thousand. I, I heard that on COT. Yeah, uh, I thought I heard him say two hundred fifty regions. Uh, yeah, or, give or take a couple yeah. more than that. But yeah. yeah, and and today, as of today, the recording of this uh, uh, this here podcast, uh, we flipped over thirty five hundred weekly workouts. Boom. So, and that was done really through influence, uh, despite the fact that people would. When they want to start new workouts, we say, "Tell us the rules," and we say, "There are no rules." Right? <laughs> they tried desperately right. to find rules. Right. That's right. <laughs> uh, that they tried desperately to do so, but that's yeah. not the way it works. Yeah. So, what could be in F three parlance is what could be is uh, invigorated male male community leadership. Mm-hmm. Our belief was that the problem was dormant male community leadership. Right. It was what it was. It still is what it is. Yep. In, in most of the world. Uh, but it's not what it could be. Mm-hmm. But we couldn't get to the could be by forcing anyone to do anything. You know, we right. had to show them the way and influence them. Teach right? them some correct Start principles. with a small circle, turn it into a bigger circle. Circle. Generate speed, mm-hmm. momentum, and that generated more speed and yeah. momentum. Yeah. I remember my dad, we used to watch... No, this is UFC, not like you see today. Oh, the old UFC. Old, like UFC 1. Well, a guy like comes out with a hammer. You know, yeah, like, essentially, yeah, right. right? Yeah. Like, there was nothing illegal, right? Like, <laughs> except for biting? You couldn't bite, and yeah. I think you couldn't uh, gouge eyes. You couldn't gouge yeah, eyes, right. that kind of thing. But basically, everything else, and, yeah. no, and no hammers, but basically yeah, right. everything else was on, right. on the table. Right. And you would see guys come out, and they were like, he was a boxer, so he wore like one boxing glove, because yeah. he knew he could like hit with yeah. that one, he was going to grab with this, you know, who like Well, there was bananas. a jiu-jitsu guy, there was a Russian was slap fighter, you know, it was... Yeah, yeah. everything. And, and some of the best matches there was this guy named dan severin dan severin was a collegiate wrestler heavyweight i think he weighed probably 265 and he was a he was a big monster and then hoist gracie right hoist gracie maybe weighed i'm gonna say 160 yeah. somewhere in that area of the now famous gracie family of yeah. jiu-jitsu right. martial artists yes and so this is you know like literally bordering on 100 pounds between the two of them and severin would come out and he was a wrestler and so he had a little bit of that grappling to it, yeah. but he his m- modus operandi very much was a force situation in that match against and Gracie. I mean, he he ate him up. He ate him up because he would just use all of the things, and he would just he would just get on there and hold on. And you know, I can't throw you. I can't punch you. I yeah, can't you know right. like I, I can't do these. It's not hurting. It's not doing the thing. And he would just choke him out. Yeah, you know, and you and you would just watch it like. UFC, literally UFC one. I can't remember if Gracie was in that one or not, because then it was like just like 
well, some toothless guy from Arkansas came in. <laughs> he was just a monster right. and just went bananas in the first 30 seconds and just beat the crap out again. That's how he won, yeah. right? And when the, when Gracie came in, I think it was later in like two or three, and they, they were like, we've never even seen anyone fight like this. This doesn't even make sense because this, you know, this is 30 years ago. Sure. You know? And they're like, well, we don't even understand what we're watching right, right now. Right. You know, and these guys are just, I mean, they're getting just destroyed. Now, over time, it's turned into a combination of kicking, punching, and, and jiu-jitsu. Jiu yeah. Or some form right. of, yeah. Well, yeah. it's been. Well, that's what they call it, mixed martial right. arts. So it's, but it's gotten to the point where um, the most effective combination of those three skills yep. is, what you, is what yep. you need. Yep. And some guys are better at one thing or another. Like guy's better of a boxer. Some guys got sure. better kicks. And one guy's sure. better, right? But that's what it is. But generally speaking, yeah, it's you got those, and and so that, right. it's interesting to watch now because it's you know combinations. It's, it's but. really the uh, it's really like a triathlon of 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 <laughs> physical of combat, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, so if you were in a in a in a in a decathlon and you had, you know, there's three things you did very very well and seven things you couldn't do at all, you're not going to win. No, you're going to be in trouble. You're better off yeah. with a guy who's who can do ten things. Ten things. Okay. Very very. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, yeah, you can do them well. well. Yeah, yeah. No weakness, yeah. maybe no no particular strength. Right. You know, yeah. I, I I think. You I know, so, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So um, this really this didn't make the chapter. I the, the uh, influence thing. I used to I have got this long thing I wrote. and I never did anything with it because it was so such a stretch metaphor. But the whole I had all these examples <laughs> of circles uh -huh. generating power. Mm -hmm. So for instance, if you take a bowler. Mm -hmm. He oh. actually starts with a very small circle. Yeah. Like his wrist is a hook, yep, just right? Just turns it, yep. He turns it and makes a very small circle. That turns makes the ball spin in a circle. If there was no pins at the end of the lane and no entropy, like there was nothing to stop it, right? the ball would eventually go around in a giant circle and come back to you. You have to. Right? Yeah. So the power generated by the circle, when it hits the pocket and it hits the balls, that's what... Or the pins, that's what knocks it over. Yeah. Like, so that circular motion, like the momentum of a circle. So, yeah, I know, right? So, here's another one. Uh, if you ever go uh, water skiing. Uh -huh. I, I used to do that a lot. Right. So, the guy driving the boat has got a small yoke, right? A, sure. A steering wheel. Yep. And he turns it in a tight little circle, uh -huh. right? The, the boat, rudder only moves so much. The boat goes yeah. in a larger circle. Uh -huh. And then the oh, yeah. skier goes in a bigger <laughs> circle. And at the end yeah. of that, that's the power of centrifugal force. Yeah. So the skier himself is going. I mean, he. I, I often pass the boat. Right. That's right. Yeah. Pass the boat. Pass right? the boat. Yep. So it all started with a very small circle. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. Very interesting. Right. Even yeah. a golf swing is like that. It's, it's, it, sure. It inner circles the hips and. Anyway, so uh, this idea of being able to generate momentum, starting with a small circle over which you exert influence. Uh leads to a bigger circle. So we talked about this before today. I can't remember if we were recording it or not, uh, but we were talking about the CLT, that you're CLT, right? So you're SLT, rather. Oh, uh-huh. So, right? yep. so you have a small circle of men in your SLT. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right? And they, in turn, have influence over a larger circle. Uh-huh, and larger. And, and larger circle, right? And uh, that kind of circular uh, organizational, um, circular organization is different than a pyramid, mm -hmm. right? Where there's someone at on the top of right. the organization, right? Right. Someone at the top. Because if there's someone at the top, think of all the energy that's being used by the men climbing to get there. 
Oh yeah, it's, right. It's totally wasted. It's it's, it's well, it's not. Well, I shouldn't say it's not wasted because it's, it's it's where employed, they're going, but it's employed in a way that's not going to. It's employed in a non-missional right way, that's unless what I mean. unless, and this is cognitive pur- purpose disparity. A bullfrog said, "Yeah, this is our mission statement: existential continuity. Mm-hmm. We exist in order to con- we exist to exist. <laughs> our our task yeah. is to exist." Our purpose is to exist. And in that case, it would make sense just mm-hmm. to climb to the top. Yeah. So um, our organization, F3, is dynamic because there's a little circle, you know, the little SLT, right? Oh, yeah. A little circle of trust causes a bigger circle around it to go in motion. And then, yeah, right? That's your starfish. I mean, it's... And that has... That, you're going you're to turn that circle thing into something. I don't know. Nah, I mean, I, I will I eventually. Got like 40, eventually. Page, 40 pages on it. I don't yeah. know. But so the, the Hopkito <clears> thing <throat> is just, is, is, is the tiny circle is the wrist turning. Yeah. Then the body following it. Then the yep. arc going it through the air, right? And so you're producing all this speed and power. Yeah. You know, you're knocking down pins. So F3 is knocking down pins. 3,500 workouts. Yeah. 70,000 men. Yeah. 10 years ago, 11 years ago, one workout. Right. 35 men. Thirty-five men, right? And we've twenty xed that now, right? And it's spread concentrically. Yes. Outwardly, right? Yes. That's kind of how it happens. Yeah. No, that's the power of it, and the at the center of the circle is not the power at all. All the power and it's the speed as is you at get the further edge. out, yeah. further out you go, the faster and the more powerful it is. It's gears, man. It's it's. You know, when you watch it and the little teeny gear and the te- teeth hit the big gear and then pretty soon you're producing real torque, man. That's right. Yeah. It's also the principle of flight because that's what a Bernoulli, that's what a, that's what a the Venturi Bernoulli is. effect is? That's what it is, right? Oh. So the reason why an, an, a wing has lift is uh-huh. because it's cambered, it's curved, it's part, it's a semicircle, it's part of a yeah. circle. Uh-huh. So the air going over the bottom that's not uh-huh. moves faster and that's air. what oh no it's the other way around uh the air moving over the arc has to move faster to keep up and so it lifts the and that's what you should lift from that's bananas i'm telling you man i'm telling you you're gonna the next book kids i'm predicting it's, it's gonna just be called a, circles it's <laughs> it's we're doing it oh yeah we're, we're in the we're living it we're living it now what it requires from the leaders of that kind of organization is they have to be adapters and liberals they have to be, because they have to accept the fact that what's happened on the edge of the circle is outside of anyone's control. And it's funny. They uh, have to. I didn't realize what uh, I, how you had influenced me to become more of a chaos jockey than I already was um, over time, because now I, I actually derive an incredible amount of joy just watching the, the crazy stuff that happens at the edge of the circle. Do you see the COT? It was scrolling around Twitter today in um, from uh, Uganda. Uh-huh. So there's this COT in Uganda we're watching today. Um, and, of course, guys... First of out. all, stop that sentence just for half stop, a second. Stop, yeah, that's right. There's what? a workout in Uganda. And you know you know where uh, I saw one flop in today? Indonesia. Not a joke. Okay. Continue. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, so I'm watching this COT. There's these guys in Uganda. Uh 
doing F3, uh-huh. wearing the shirts. With their F3 flag. Doing a COT. Uh-huh. One of the core principles, they must do so. Yeah. They get around to like the seventh guy, and he's like, I'm Uba Gooba. Right? My F3 name is Slaughter. No way. Yeah, she didn't see that? I did not. I saw that there was, I didn't watch yeah. the whole thing, but so I, I, I was didn't like, watch any of it. Actually. I was like, oh my I gosh, saw it was on they there. got Slaughter, and they, the, the Twitter handle came back to me and said, yeah, he's a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, ours is a subcontractor. <laughs> it's basically the same. Basically the same. Basically the same. Uh, so I was listening to the COT, Social uh-huh. Trust Podcast, later on, and uh, no, it wasn't. In fact, it was, it was, it was uh, Bones. It was uh, oh, okay. Hunt, hunt for wellness. Hunt for wellness, and he's interviewing Slaughter. Yeah, and uh, he says to Slaughter, "It didn't have anything to do with his podcast." He's like, "Well, do you? Um, how'd you get your name?" And he explains it. Yeah, and he says, "Are there other Slaughters?" And he goes, "There were two, but we 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 killed them. We kicked them out of the organization." <laughs> he, goes, he goes, "Nah." He goes, "At first, you know, years ago when we first started, we used to take some pains to try to figure out that nicknames weren't right, so they replicate." Yeah. Uh, but we found that that we couldn't do it. It's, so now there's 74 Bartmans. Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah. So, but that's yeah. the chaos, right? That's the right. So league. here you have the Nantana organization who has a particular name, and uh, he's not trying to control that particular name. And in fact, there's a guy in Uganda with that Names same name. Yeah, and he's I don't like, know how he got it. You know, they're, they're celebrating it though. They're they celebrating, celebrate, right? But that's that to me is manifest what the leaders have to be. Yeah. Well, because if Slaughter was a controller, he would he would be angry about this, and right. he would seek to change it in some way. Right. And in fact, he would force men to say, "You may not name another man my name because my name is sacred." There were guys. I am the leader at the outset of F three, uh-huh. very well meaning, who had a little more of a control impulse than say I did, who wanted to keep track of all the names, uh-huh. wanted a census of sorts, so that and they could w- wanted to say. You know, if you're going to start a new workout, you need to tell us who everybody's names, and we're going to blah, blah. and there was guys who said, well, "Well, we need to approve the names." I mean, it was a little bit of that. Oh my! Right. Yeah. And uh, that get we, unwieldy quick. This is we'd already had the mission statement, so mm-hmm. I said, and I just said what any anybody who's who's missional would say. I said, "How does that? How does that make the help force us, more lethal?" <laughs> yes. How does that make male leadership more invigorated? How is that? planting growing or serving and they would give me reasons why it made sense to do it and i'd say i'm going to concede every one of those reasons and still ask you the same question uh-huh right so you're 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 referring to something i say when uh i see something about the military military yeah. as yeah. it often is periodically is made the testing ground for social engineering it's just the way it yeah. is because because they're under control, they're, you can right. you, you can, can do, it. do things. You can do things small, to them, yeah. right? And make them do them, right? So that that they when the governance comes under the sway of statists, the yeah. statists <laughs> will employ that mandamus right. to force the military to do stuff as for social experimentation. It happens every it happens periodically. Yes. Uh, so um, my question when I see one of these things is. How does that make the force more lethal? Yeah, I, I love it's that the only, so much. <laughs> and, and only one guy has ever answered. Oh, really? Yes. So one of these was that they were going to loosen up the rules about about marijuana smoking in the military, which okay, is right I now did, I did see that. Yeah. completely zero, right? Yeah. Although you can drink. So F3's Guantanamo is a major in the yeah. Army Reserve, says, well, there's good soldiers who we end up chaptering out as we kick a guy out yeah. for... For military, for a little bit of weed. right, and we lose that guy, we're less lethal. 
And you're like, that's that is the most reasonable argument I've heard to date. Yeah. Right. Now you can get into micro arguments about whether or not a soldier who drinks to excess it could still be lethal. And I see yeah, my but, mind, my because we worked together. So I came in that morning and I said, well, man, here's don't doesn't smoking pot make you passive, right? I don't know because I've never smoked marijuana, yeah. so I don't know. I just have this image in my mind. Of, That's what of they it. say. Whereas drinking, though not Texas, though not good, right, uh, doesn't do that. In fact, I mean, it, it was pretty common they, up until, gee whiz, maybe World War II to drink when you're going into battle. I don't know if most people don't realize that because oh, historically I, yeah. they never talk about it. But think about it. I mean— well, they call them bar fights. I've never heard of a hash That's bar true. fight. I mean, was, hey, very good. <laughs> hookah bar fight. Yeah, nah, well, not smoke, a lot of those. They don't smoke pot at a hookah bar. I don't know what they do. I don't care. know what they do at a hookah bar. Yeah. But anyway, that's the point of influence, right? And that's been a major tool for us. It is what a zebra jockey uses, yep. employs skillfully to initiate movement of others to what could be for them. Right. Not for, for themselves. Yeah, for the it's, So it's, a, it's an inward-focused... Thing like the self saying, yeah. you'll do it my way versus a an outward focused thing right. saying, hey, you need to do it your way. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I will help you. Yep. It requires much more skill yeah. than mandamus and it and much more patience. Yep. But ultimately at the end, the results are f- so much more dynamic. Yeah. Well, it's like the guy who called or wrote, I can't remember which now, because it was both eventually, but, uh, you know, saying, I hate the way that my local leadership here in F3 is doing things, and I think it ought to be this way, and I refuse to to do it their way. I know it's the five core principles, but I think it ought to be this way, I think it ought to be this way, yeah. I think it ought to be this way. And I remember telling the guy very specifically, I was like, well, brother, then I'm going to say you should start your own group. Right. And he was like, well, I, I have. And I'm like, what can I do to help you? And what can we do as right. the nation to assist you? Yeah. Because really, and you have a couple different core principles, but ultimately you're trying to sure. you're trying to do some of the same right. kinds of stuff. What right. can I do to help you? Right. Well, I mean, I, I, you know, there's you guys know. out there who want a group to be more religious. Sure, that's or a good example. Less religious. Sure, not religious at all. Right. Or want to be ostensibly Christian or Jewish. Or, right. You know, Whatever you name, it might be. Right. Yeah. Uh, and those guys would not be happy in our organization because they we often are not th- because we don't dictate that that the, would be a statist organization the only thing that i will actually i can't that came say i was going to try and make a funny comment about like the only thing i'll force you to do is never force anybody to do anything yeah. but i won't even force you to well, do that <laughs> actually that's in the, that's in the zebra jockey yeah. it's it's like i because I accept things that that they are what they are, mm-hmm. everything is what it is. I actually have to accept a controller that way as well. Yeah. So for me to say, well, I'm gonna you know fight against you and force you, well, I just became you. Yeah. Yeah. Now, does that mean that I passively allow myself to be controlled? No. No. I very actively and zealously advocate and try right. and influence you to stop That's doing right. these things. Stop doing it. But but that doesn't. But I don't force you. Mm-mm. You are what you are. You are what you That's are. That's okay. Man. I, as we often say with our kids, yeah, my wife you, and I, yeah, which could be, which and which could be. <laughs> That's true. I was gonna say we we're gonna try and get you to use your powers for good. Ah, yeah, very good. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, through history, yeah, uh, that has been shown to work 
those who accept chaos, and we'll just end with this. For instance, probably the most chaotic thing from the dawn of time has been man's ability to speak his mind. Yeah. Or write his thoughts. Mm -hmm. Now we... Freedom of expression. Now, you know, and this is uh, Good Carpenters, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, From the minivan since you're in. Mm -hmm. Now you can write a book on your iPad, sitting in your den, self-publish it and distribute it to the world. I mean... In in matters of minutes. Well, might take longer to write. Well, the writing. I I meant meant the publishing part. That's right. Yeah. Right. And to this... You know, Gutenberg, the inventor of the Gutenberg Press, who revolutionized... <laughs> His brain would, would explode. He would go, what? It's like in the Minivan Security, we say, Gutenberg, who did that, and the Wright brothers, yeah. who revolutionized flight. Yeah. If you put them on a jet aircraft <laughs> flying from Charlotte uh-huh. to, to to Frankfurt, Germany. Yeah. Oh, no, to Mainz. I think that's where Gutenberg is from. And you said, on the way, I mean, so they, they, they're time travelers, and then we take right. off and... They're like, oh my gosh! What, did you say we're going to be in Mainz, Germany, in, in a matter of seven hours? Yep. Yeah. How could it possibly be? The Wright brothers are like, yeah, we were thinking a lot less than this. <laughs> we were, right. Right. But here's we were a, just kind of get to the end right. of the field over there. That's right. But here's another thing. Uh-huh. Here's another thing. While we're flying, you can write, say, an essay, or as much as you can. Yeah. And you're going to be able to email it to as many people or put it out on Twitter. Tens upon hundreds right. of thousands of in, people. In flight. What do you think of that, Gutenberg? What do you think of that, Wright Brothers? They're going to say, Where's the truly, I don't tr- understand. Tr- truly, everything we ever dreamed of or could have foreseen has come about. Yeah. Truly. And then you would have to say, sadly, I have to tell you guys something. There's a significant number of people in this world who would not allow this airplane to take off and would not allow you to send that tweet. And of course they would say, why? Right. Why? Because there's always going to be controllers, it right? It's the nature of man. Right. There are always going to be controllers. There's going to be people who say, well, you know, the Burning those dead dinosaurs in that jet is going to ruin the environment. So we're, no one's going to, no one's going to fly anymore. Right. right? You guys get on the train. Yeah. Right. There's always going to be people who say, "Oh well, you know, words, the chaos of words yeah. might hurt oh, somebody's feelings somewhere." We need yeah. to control that. Right. Yeah. It's always going to be the way it is. Right. So, um, the spoken word, man's ability to communicate, mm-hmm. is 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 complete and utter chaos. And a acid test for an adapter is, he would say. There's not a single word that I'm going to suppress. Not not that I, I'm going to say. I'm not going to say you're right. Right. I'm not going to say you're right. I'm not going to say just because you can say it, you should. Right. Right. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. But there'll never be a day where I say you can't say that word. From from my perspective, if you ask me to not say a particular word to you because it harms you, I don't care if the word is is lemon. Sure. I, I don't know. I, fine. Hey, because man. that's because I'm. Cause I respect I, you and love I'm, you. And... I'm a minivan centurion. Yeah. You know. I mean. Yeah. I, you know, I, and a Christian. But if you tell me I can never say a, this particular word again publicly, it's the next word out of my mouth. Watch me. Has yeah. to be. Watch me. <laughs> has to be. Because there's good speech and there's bad speech, but all of it has to be free speech. That's absolutely has to be. Yeah. That's the that is the acid test of the adapter. Yeah. Anytime anybody starts talking about controlling speech, you know what they are. Yeah. They're a statist. 
They're a controller, and there's no point in hating them. No. But you got to be ready to fight them. Got to stay got, dusty. You're going to have some real influence problem in a minute. Got to have to yep. stay dusty. Yeah. Yep. Can I tell you something, Dark? I, I'd love it if you would. Your face. Yes. Is so radioish. Is it? <laughs> you, you know what? That comment and my face are podcastish. It is what it is. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> You've been listening to the Minivan Centurion. If you liked it, share it, rate it, and review it. Then join us every week while we talk about what it's going to take to fulfill our duty as men and leaders. You were made for these times. The road will be rough, but you're up to the task. You don't fight alone. You fight alongside Centurions. Centurions.